you are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. Hey. Welcome into the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It's Monday, October 15th. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, 97.1 The Fan, Columbus, Ohio. If you don't know, now you know. Um, We're doing the podcast in the dark today because my guy across from me right now is in the exact same mood that I was in a week ago. Brutal. Thanks to his NFL team, that being the Chicago Bears. They had a really tough loss against the 305 Dolphins. And look, I told him before uh, I left you Friday. told me. I said the 305 hangover is a real, real thing. I watch a ton <sighs> of NBA games, and I used to watch them all the time when LeBron was down there beating. Sure. But I'm telling you, when teams come in two days, a day before, and they got a night on the town in the 305, it gives gonna, you a little bit of a hangover. So, look, my man Beam today is a walking zombie like I was a week ago. How well, are you? Um, I'm not doing great, Maddie. The Bears lost yesterday. Took all the wind out of my sails. Thought they had it. 57-yarder uh, to win in overtime. They got a gift. Kenyon Drake fumbled on the goal line. I thought they were going to steal a win for sure, but then they somehow managed to mess that up. They lose the game. And celebrating that, now I have a 305 hangover today. Because I was drowning my sorrows a little bit yesterday. That's kind of why we're doing the podcast in the dark. One, it fits my mood. Two, I'm a little sensitive to light today. Yep. So if I stumble over my words, yeah. you know why. No, I, I, look, we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> we'll push through. We'll, we we'll will push, push through, and I think you will be just fine. So let's get to this Buckeye game where we saw. I don't even know if I want to talk about that. Yeah, look, man. Okay, now I think let's start here. I think the safe thing to say is we know you've got a national championship coach. We know you've got a national championship yep. quarterback. You know you've got a national championship, um, how do I want to label this, weaponry on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I'm starting to get a little concerned about what's going on with these running backs in this offensive line. Yep. Because we've seen a trend recently beam over the last few weeks um, where this offensive line has taken a couple steps back. I remember us doing – a couple pods early, <clears throat> earlier in the season, excuse me, and they were playing really, really well. Now, sure. was that because they were pay- playing inferior opponents? Maybe so. But you look at a team like Minnesota who comes into your house at 3-2, and two, um, and you get pushed around a little bit. This was not a good game at all for Isaiah Prince. For me, this was his worst game since the 2016 showing at Penn State. Um, when you look at what he put out there, Thayer Mumford, he, he gets banged up. He yep. gets pushed back into Haskins. He gets his ankle banged up. He has to leave the game, and Alibi comes in and does okay. But, I mean, now we have evidence here, Beam, to where this offensive line has some real issues moving forward. Yeah, I just – I was uh, I was stunned, Maddie. We went into this game on, um, you know, Friday, and we were talking it up, and uh, we thought this was going to be a game that the Ohio State would be locked on. They would be all good. Uh, they would be in the zone. Uh, coming off the Indiana game where you saw some, you know, slight concerns again, uh, and you could have said, well, that was just uh, kind of, you know – dealing with Penn State, going through all that mentally. Yep. You think coming into the next game against Indiana, all right, get out of there with a win. Who cares? But I really, really thought that going into this game against Minnesota, uh, that everything was going to be firing in all cylinders. And listen, it's the same story every Monday we come in here. Dwayne Haskins, of course, that dude is just special. Look yep. at what he's doing again. 400-some yards. He's got Three two, trips to yeah, the end zone. He's got two of the, two of the, two of the three highest passing games in Ohio State – history and they've both come in the past two weeks so listen what that guy is doing is special what the receivers are doing KJ Hill is special but when you look at this offensive line and you look at Ohio State's almost like unwillingness to run the ball north and south 
It is just really, really wild because for so long here at Ohio State, yeah. we have seen a power running team, and when you need two yards, offensive They're line getting it. is going They're to punch it. you in the mouth, yes. and you're going to get two yards of push, and you're yeah. going to get it. And now, coming away from this Minnesota game, I don't even know what this offensive line is because I know we talked to bids last week and I made it a point by saying, are you surprised that they're not a better run blocking team than what they are? They look much more comfortable uh, in the pass blocking scheme, but it's just, it's unbelievable now that we are going into week eight uh, against a Purdue team that you think, all right, you know, they may scare Ohio state a little bit, but the unwillingness to run the ball and the inability to is just wild. You're so dead on with me right now and thinking the same way about this running game. And when you look at the game on Saturday, they averaged 2.9 yards per carry. You know what's really wild, 2.9, Beam. Is that I saw from 11 Warriors that Ohio State's rushing uh, rushing attempt per game has gone down every single game. TCU, it mm-hmm. started out, or uh, excuse me, not TCU, Oregon State, it started out at like 7.5. Mm-hmm. And then uh, against Rutgers, it went. It was like 6.9, 6.5. Got down to five, four, three, and now uh, against the Minnesota team, it was two point nine yards goodness. per carry made. You can't <laughs> listen. We can we can fool ourselves all we want, yeah. and say that this team is a team with national championship aspirations, and I believe that they are. Yeah. But if you're saying to yourself right now that this team is good enough you're to win a to national yourself. championship, they're not. They're you're not. You can't yourself. push a defensive line around. No. In Minnesota, and credit Minnesota, they had a great game plan. They did everything right. But the fact that you can't push anyone around on the offensive line. It's just it's it's crazy to me, and I'm sure it's maddening for a lot of Buckeye fans. Um, so I'm watching, I'm going back and forth watching a ton of college football on Saturday. I was dipping in and out of that Oregon game, that yeah. Oregon Washington game Your was guy, incredible. Herbert, he, yeah. It was he was okay, and look, I think the thing that I took away from that that I think could help Ohio State more. You mentioned North and South, and immediately brought up that game because. I watched Oregon run so much pistol, yep. and their running backs got so much momentum getting north and south. And I think sometimes where you get into these shotgun situations in Ohio State's in the shotgun a ton, and you've got your running backs having to go a little bit east and west before they can yeah. get north and south, that becomes a bit of a problem. So now you've got the combination of the offensive line right now that at this point in the season that's not moving people. It's the same thing that we talked about on defense where you have to make adjustments throughout the year. Yep. You cannot continue to say, we're just better than you. We recruit at a higher level. We have better. Or athletes. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. These guys are on scholarship too, right? For their division of one course. athletes. So now I'm just that's something to monitor. We talked about on the defensive side of the ball. We'll get to that in the next block. How we thought maybe you sprinkle in some more zone to help out the defense. Now, when you look at this run game, I think if you need momentum from your running backs to get north and south, run some more pistols. So I think on the on the flip side of this too, and I'm glad that you brought that up about the you know yards per carry uh, going down and down and down per game. But I think part of this is who they are this year as far as offensively, right? You've yeah. got this juggernaut at quarterback right now with this receiving core that feels like they can't be stopped for the most part um, outside of maybe that first half against Penn State. I know, but that's, that's a great team, right? That's a good team sure. that you faced against Penn State, even though they fell this week uh, to Sparty at home. But no, Beam, I just think maybe you sprinkle in maybe a little bit of the pistol offense to get those guys going. Look, 13 carries for 51 yards from Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins, 10 for 35. Like you said, this isn't about just winning the Big Ten. This is about going out and beating Bama, beating Georgia, beating Clemson and feeling good about that and going into yep. those games knowing, hey, we can get this done. And right now, 2.9 yards of carry against Minnesota ain't going to cut it. No, it's not. And I think you made an excellent point there talking about it going into a pistol set. It's just, you know, I don't know what it is, Maddie. I don't know if it was Minnesota 
keying in on and knowing Ohio State's tendencies because it seemed like every single third down uh, or if it would be to like a second and four or something like that, Minnesota was keyed up and they knew yeah. exactly what was coming. All right, They pressured yep. the middle of the box. Uh, they loaded the edges too, and they just they stuffed Ohio State on that. And um, I, I just – it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, when you, I, you look at this and you look at Dobbins and you look at Weber, yep. and I thought Weber had a pretty good game. All right, like I thought that guy was, was running, running hard in the second half. Yeah. But – you're right. Is that when they hand the when Dwayne Haskins hands the ball off to Dobbins or Weber, it seems like it seemed so much like on Saturday that there was just nowhere to go no, for them. There I, was absolutely nowhere, and that starts up front with the offensive line. And it looked I, it just for some reason it looked like Ohio State, whether it be on the offensive line or the running backs, yeah. were just a half step slow. No, I, I every agree. Single play. I, I agree. So this is something that you and I will definitely monitor moving forward. But man, you just talk about with the way that team up north looking, right? Especially on the offensive side of the ball. But, Beam, I mean, have we seen all year this offensive line face pass rushers like they're going to fast against Winovich and Gary? Of course not. Right. We I mean, Coughlin's any. good, and he, he leads the Big Ten. Exactly. All right, that's but, fine. But I mean, you have a guy like Isaiah Prince, Maddie, oh. that is going to be an NFL starting tackle. Yes. Some, in, in whether, whether it be in the first round, second round, third round, whatever. Yeah. That dude I, is going to be a starting tackle for, the, for an NFL team. And the fact that, I mean, he just got his – just his he got his ass, lunch taken from him. He got his ass whooped. He got it, he, it was not I told you. Like I said, this to me was the worst game I've seen from him some, from that since that debacle at Penn State in 2016 yep. a couple years ago. He's got to get together. Before we take a quick break and tell you about Vivid Seats, here's Urban Meyer talking about how the offensive line must step it up. Gave up three sacks. And, uh, you know, we have to keep uh, Dwayne upright. And we're not, you know, the short yardage is not a strength. Uh, red zone is not a strength. And running the ball is not a strength, so that's something we got to get figured out. So all of that stuff that he just listed there at the end is very, very um, – that that's not good. That's not good in news you talk when about. When you have Papa Bear talking there about how – Short reds, yardage Short runs? yardage, red zone, and sacks. Really? I mean, that could, That's the worst of every – like that Spells danger Because there. here's the thing. You talk about sacks, doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. doesn't right. matter how elite your wide receivers is. If they don't have time to get it done, you can't do it. If you get in the red zone, you can't score points, and you're kicking field goals against elite teams, you're going to lose, right? And if you can't pick up that fourth and two or whatever it is to keep really good offenses off the field, my goodness, they're going to run up the score on you. So, no, everything that he listed there, Beam – that's a major problem. This isn't something that Buckeye fans are just like, all right, no, they'll figure it out. Look, if you can't get those three categories together or even two of those three categories together, you're not going to be an elite team. It's just no. not going to happen. No, and I just it, – it's so um, it's so frustrating walking in here and doing the show today uh, because I really did. I We talked about it on Friday. I had very, very high expectations for this team coming into this game against Minnesota. I thought it would be a chance mm-hmm. uh, for you to, to get kinda, right. For you to uh, th- assert your authority – uh, on Minnesota and Minnesota hung around in that game and if you don't have two missed field goals by Minnesota and you don't have Blake Hobble stepping out there and having a great day field goal kicking for Ohio State I mean that could have been a totally totally sure. different game thank this you could for have bringing a, him up because yeah. he deserves some pub today some love today some loving on because he was he was clutch he was clutch 47 yard field goal had to have it right I mean he was sure. the guy the MVP of the game almost yeah no I think you're absolutely right other than Dwayne going yeah. nuts again but right. um, yeah KJ Hill you look at him a buck 87 on nine catches and two touchdowns that's all said and good, uh, but that's what you expect from these guys. But yeah, Sean Nurnberger was out uh, with a little bit of what was it, a hip issue, I think. And, yes, um, that was a minor strain, is yeah. kind of what I remember being hip reported strain, on then, Saturday. You know, yeah. yeah, so Blake Hobble, how about that, man? Steps in the game, has yeah. never kicked a field goal for Ohio State. 
Uh, he goes perfect. He goes three for three, and Ohio State gets away with a win. But it was just, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was an ugly game, man. It really was, guys. I want to tell you about Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. As a new customer of Vivid Seats, we'll come back talk about this defense and uh, where we think they're headed moving forward. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Well, Beam, another running back, another weapon. Yep. And the guy that we told you about all last week, Tyler Johnson, he showed up pretty big, right? Yep. You talk about eight catches, 119. Uh, he's a special player. He'll be, he'll be playing on Sunday. You don't want to take anything away from him. Right. And you also don't want to get on uh, the Ohio State secondary too much because that's a guy that's going to make some money playing professional football eventually. Sure. Now, the running back, um, God, Muhammad, give me his last Muhammad name. Ibrahim. He was really good. Buckeye Slayer. He was really, really good. I mean, what do you have? 157. One fifty-seven. And how many of those I mean, came on chunk exactly. yards? Exactly. That's been the theme all year long. He averaged six point eight yards a pop. Yeah. Now I got to give Minnesota credit because I thought they did a good job with the RPO stuff. And I it, did too. And thought it, they they did great. It's a great game plan by game plan by uh, PJ Fleck there, man. To attack the linebackers. He knows that's the weakness. You sure. get to the middle of that defense, that second level. You get past those studs up front of the defensive line. That's where you can do some damage against Ohio State. So I liked, I got to give credit to them. I thought it was an amazing game plan by them to attack those linebackers with the RPOs, with quick slants and all that stuff. And you saw Anikstad, you know, he had a couple picks in the game. But my goodness, I thought they really drew, drew up a pretty good offensive game plan. Yeah, I, I just I think that uh, P.J. Flight did an excellent job. Uh, they, they were giving Zach Anikstad so much time back there. Um, they were getting the ball out quick, Maddie. They were rushing. They were doing everything they needed to do uh, to keep themselves in the game. And like I said, if it weren't for two missed field goals on Minnesota's part, uh, that could have been an entirely different story uh, heading into uh, to today. But it was just it was unbelievable, man. I, I actually counted them up, and they had nine. Ohio State gave up nine plays of fifteen yards or more. I believe four My rushing, goodness. four rushing, five passing, nine plays, nine times, on, fifteen man. plus yard plays. You cannot let that happen. Not if, against teams like this, right? That's what we're. That's why we have such a big problem, right? This isn't your Michigan State. This isn't your Penn State. This isn't Michigan. This isn't elite teams, right? You should be handling these teams. And I know I said it earlier, you got to give respect to those guys, but my goodness, it shouldn't look like this. And like Jordan I Fuller leads the team in tackles with nine. What did we say a week ago? Yeah. When your safety leads the team in tackles, that's a big problem unless you consistently run something like a 4-2-5 defense sure. where he's a roamer linebacker slash yep. safety. Well, that's not really the case all the time with Ohio State. So you look at this game, good point. He had 12 total tackles in right. the game. Twelve, unbelievable. So, like I said, and there look, were a couple times if he wasn't there, and if it's a different player, oh, a he doesn't call. wrap up. I mean, they could have, or excuse me, Minnesota could have had four or five big, big play yes, touchdowns. Big. You always want your LBs for the most part to lead the team in tackles. Sure. Right? That would be ideal. That would be ideal. So now we're looking at the complete opposite of that, and that's a big, big negative. Here's Urban Meyer talking about his defense. They're back at 160 yards rushing against us, and that's not acceptable. And we are. We're a, a team that challenges every throw, and, and when you get beat, that's a problem. So that's something that uh, is not a strength right now. So there it is again. We're a team that challenges every throw. And, look, I have no issue with it when you, guys, when you have guys that consistently make plays. Yep on deep balls or anything like that. But when you've seen 
that out. And I feel like I'm just talking to myself now because it doesn't seem like they're going to change it over there. It's not going to change. No. They're going to continue to play this way. We played yep. some clips from Tabor Johnson a week ago. This is what they do. Um, I think it's going to come back to bite them. It's, it's come back to bite them a little bit, but eventually it may come back to bite them beam and have a one in the right column instead of, you know, an eight or nine moving forward in the left column. Yeah, I just, it's um, it's like a stick of dynamite, Maddie. It's almost at this point, it's not like, well, is it going to go off? It's when. And um, you just hope, you know, as an Ohio State fan, you hope that they don't get caught uh, or they this is just some sort of midseason lull that they're going through. But I think the indicators have been there all year. As you look at this team, uh, and you could look up north and look at Michigan. You could look at Michigan State and say those are elite defenses. And what is Ohio State right now? Those silver bullets, um, they're very average. They're yep. a very, very average defense right now. And I know that a lot of people, you know, don't want to hear that, but it's true. Oh, I mean, you facts, you man. play I- you play in Oklahoma, you play at Clemson. Um, a couple weeks, are you even this week going up against Purdue, Ron David Blau and, and Rondell, Rondell Moore, Moore. Yes, that could be a Ooh. massive, massive problem. You know, things get weird, they get funky, they yep. get sticky over there. Yes, in West Lafayette, in Purdue yes. at night, it is going to be a weird, weird it's, game. I know it, and we pointed out. Look, we Tyler Johnson. 100 yards. Right. Rondell Moore, to me, is a little bit twitchier, more Better, big playability, yeah. kind of like a poor man's Tyreek Hill in college when you watch him. He's got and this that, cat's only a freshman, too. Right. And remember, like if you don't know much about Rondell Moore, he could have picked any college in the country to yep. go to. He decided to go to Purdue. Real quick, before we, uh, Bean tells you about Sling TV, here's Pete Warner talking about why the Gophers ran it up on the uh, Buckeyes on the ground. There were a few misgaps and people going down straight up to the offensive linemen um, did not get in their gaps completely and that's kind of those little mistakes will give up big uh, big plays so I don't really know much about that I got to watch the film on that but um, I just know we got to stay in our gaps. Well if you're taking anything away from that that's that the defense is undisciplined right they're undisciplined and that's got to be something that has to get fixed and we've been saying it but Bill Davis has got to get his linebacker group together Tavor Johnson all these guys they have to tighten up a little bit more because we know that this team has a talent it's just right now they're not getting it done as far as being a national championship uh, caliber defense yeah and I just I think you look to it um you know Kerry Combs leaving I think that was big, so yeah, big and you look at Tavor Johnson you look at Bill Davis um and you look at um Alex Grinch you know yep. those are those are some new faces around the program I know Bill Davis has been here for a little bit um but you look at Alex Grinch and Tabor Johnson I mean it's so hard Maddie um especially like you lose a guy like Luke Fickle um to go coach the University of Cincinnati who had been here for so long coaching the linebackers you know you lose a guy like that and props to Fick for what he's doing this year down yeah. in Cincinnati it's absolutely marvelous uh, but when you lose a guy like that and you try and replace him with someone, and then you lose Kerry Combs as well, uh, it's just it's something about that, and it, it takes time to build up a system and to teach what you need to teach. And I think that's why uh, it's so amazing what Alabama consistently does every year. They lose a, a, a coordinator, a linebackers coach, everything. They lose one each and every year. I mean, look at look at how great Kirby Smart is, right, at Georgia. And I think that just it goes to that, and I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, and hopefully it clicks into gear because, like we said, it's not it's not a talent issue. Ohio State's one of the most talented teams in the country. You already know that. It just comes down to the actual coaching, yeah. and I think that you know, going back to this game on Saturday against Minnesota, they were just put in the wrong situations. How many times did PJ Fleck run out there and just do that same post pattern yep. slant play because they saw an Ohio State defensive back was eight yards off the line of scrimmage? It's all right, all right, man. I'm gonna cut into the inside. Like, I'm gonna why get don't 15. they make adjustments? Right. You know, like. I- 
I know they see it. Why don't you cram a guy right on the line of scrimmage? Like, I don't understand why they're not making adjustments. It's frustrating for me, and I can't imagine. I have to imagine it's very frustrating for you Buckeye fans listening. Yeah, absolutely it is. Well, if it's frustrating for you, then it's frustrating for me. But what's not frustrating is Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick uh, and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV has got you covered. It's the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Network, everything you want to do. You can watch your team stream on your big screen, all your favorite devices. Sling TV, Sling TV gives you live TV you love except better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Go to Sling Sling.com slash locked on. That's Sling.com, S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Go check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Your team every day. All right, we got a couple minutes here before we get out of here, Beam, and we got to talk about this quarterback. I mean, look, he's elite, man. <laughs> he's elite. Where was, would they be uh, at without him? That's that's what I'm scared about. I was talking exactly. I that's fun. maybe we talk about that tomorrow. Yep. Um, but I was talking to Colin, a producer here at the Fan yesterday before we did the uh, fantasy show, and he he just he brought up to me. He goes like Haskins has if the draft was today, he's the number one quarterback taken, right? Yeah. Like. Look, Greer's been up and down. Lost this Herbert's weekend. Herbert's been yeah. pretty damn good, and he'll probably be neck and neck with Haskins for that right now. If it was today, uh, Locke's been okay at Missouri. Like sure. you just look at the landscape of college football and the guys that are draft eligible. I mean, he's the dude. He's the guy. He is the yeah. dude. And you talk about what thirty three of thirty three for forty four, four twelve, nine yards a pop, um, three TDs, no picks. I mean. It is what it is. I don't know how much loving we can give on this guy every single week because it sounds like we're repeating ourselves, but this guy's been that consistent all year long, Beam, that you got to show this guy some praise because I think what we're seeing in front of our eyes is something that we haven't seen in a long time at Ohio State and maybe something that we don't see in a long time, maybe under Urban Meyer, because this was the one guy that zagged under Urban Zig, you know, under his tenure here. You talk about the quarterbacks because – He's a different breed than everybody else we've seen here at Ohio State. Maybe outside of Cardell Jones, but we got them such a small sample size sure. um, that we didn't see anything like this. This cat's absolutely nuts, man. Yeah, it's it's not even something, Maddie, that we haven't seen in a long time. It's something that we've never seen before. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is going to shatter every single season, yeah. se- single season record that Ohio State <laughs> right. has. I mean, how many touchdowns is he on on the year? I want to say that he's at like I don't know twenty two. I think I think he was on nineteen. Twenty eight to four is his TD to interception uh, ratio yeah. right now. Twenty eight touchdowns, and I think the Ohio State <laughs> single season record is like I don't know thirty eight or he's, something he's, like that. He's, he's gonna, incredible. He's going to get that. It's going to be stupid. He's going to get the single season passing yards. Like I said earlier in the show, Maddie, the two out of the three highest single game uh, passing yardages have come from Dwayne Haskins in the past two weeks. It's gross what he's doing. And you're absolutely right. If the draft were today, uh, he's number one quarterback taken, and I think that it's a top five Top five pick, sure. and I think if you're an NFL scout, uh, you're looking at it. Maybe the New York Giants. You look to My get a goodness. quarterback. I mean, I, Saquon and Odell would love it right now. Saquon, Odell. You want to talk about Evan it? Ingram? Evan, Evan Ingram, Sterling, Sterling Shepard, dogs. You get a quarterback Come there on. in and New I, York. Yeah, you're automatically competing in the NFC. That works. And, yeah, um, yeah. I just think Dwayne Haskins. 
is so good, and I have the same same feeling every time. And it's like, you know, I can be as pessimistic as I want to be uh, about this team when I watch the game. And on Saturday, you know, I was throwing the remote control all around the place, but hey, it's fine. It's You know, it works. <laughs> right. Um, whatever works for you to watch the game. But, exactly. Um, I just, you know, you watch it, and every single time he steps back there to pass, you're thinking, all right, this is this is a complete pass. Like, he just he doesn't miss. He doesn't normally miss, and when it's incomplete passes – um, it's just, you know, a handful of game are on him. Uh, he's got great pocket awareness. You know, he's, he's just, he's, he's special. He's unbelievable, he's special. man. He, he's really special. And look, we'll talk more about him tomorrow. We'll play some Haskins sound. I'll let you hear from him about what he thought about the offense on Saturday. Um, look, soak it in Buckeye fans. Cause this cat might be out of here in a handful of games. Shout out they, KJ Hill too. one handed snag. That KJ thing was gorgeous. Beckham. My lord. His celebration was dope, too. He was acting like he couldn't get it off his hand, had to get it off with his foot. No, shout out to KJ Hill. That was pretty cool. Um, No, that's it. That's a wrap for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk about Haskins. A little bit of Big Ten stuff because, man, college football got a little wacky on Saturday. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.